you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi and hello and happy 4th of July, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here with a note about today's DDFP. Just so you're aware, we're not talking a whole lot of pro football action. We're taking a break. The holiday begins here and now for us on the show. On the other side of that, of course, we will return to the hardcore talk as we get ready for 2015 kickoff, training camp, all the rest of that. If you want that, I encourage you, nay, demand that you go back and listen to our previous podcast from this week where we really dig in on the NFC South, the best running backs of the Super Bowl era, Amari Cooper with the sublime Nate Burleson, Bucky Brooks, and Handsome Hank. Also, I encourage you to check out the Around the NFL show, Move the Sticks, the fantasy show, to get your pro football talk and fix. Like I say today, we're talking movies, talking about movie characters, a little bit of pro football, a little bit of NBA. Just want to give you a heads up if you're seeking to get drunk on pigskin talk, this may not be the show for you. In fact, if you want to get drunk on the game called life, this is the show for you. Let's get to it. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on Stitcher, iTunes, and NFL.com. That's right, another reminder, NFL.com slash Sheck. We have abandoned it and we are returning to full focus on the homepage that is NFL.com, the man who programs all the stuff that you see up there, and on the side, kibitzes about pro football, specifically the Miami Dolphins, whenever it's his choice. He's their greatest fan, all the way from London, England. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome, and happy Independence Day. Thank you. Congratulations. I mean, I, we yeah. did it. Yeah. 
I think we should play the rest of the way. We should play nothing but patriotic music. Well, let's be honest. Be actually, nice? actually, today, 200 and whatever years ago it is, you are still under British rule. So I think for now that the patriotic music should be should be British patriotic music. Maybe God Save the Queen. We could just are keep that sure? rolling in the background. Yeah. Or God, God Save that uh, own goal shot that the poor wow. girl kicked that into poor there. poor girl. Yeah, it was a shame. I don't. I mean, I don't care at all about soccer, and I care a little bit less about women's soccer. But um, yeah, it was that was. I felt sorry for her. Isn't the silver lining to that though that Eng- that that women's soccer is not uh, any has uh, maybe I'm wrong doesn't isn't significant in the UK is it? I mean, I not in my mind, but like I say, I'm such a non soccer fan. It wouldn't have made any impact on me whether it was or not. So I I don't I don't really know. I think. The good news for women's soccer is that it's top of mind now, but not for the right reasons. Well, I feel bad for for that uh, for that woman who kicked the ball into her own goal. And really, England. I saw a headline on ESPN, in fact, saying um, England finds out that football is a tough game or is a brutal game. And I, I don't know very much about it, but correct me if I'm wrong. England already knows that, don't they? Don't the fellas uh, have heartbreaking losses? Aren't yeah, they renowned? Aren't they like the Cleveland Browns? You're of right. That's exactly World Cup that's, soccer. That's their thing. Have um, they ever won one? They must have. They did win one that was in 1966 in England. Um, oh, really? They, wow. They won it. Uh, you must have had a great time. I was. I mean, that day will go down as one of the more memorable ones in my life. I would think it wouldn't be so memorable after all the. Yeah. Well, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So anyhow, and and it uh, you know it extends into American sports too. That these teams that you come to associate with pain are doing it once again. Witness what's happening to the New York Jets, as a for instance. There goes Sheldon Richardson. Does that am I, is it too much to think in what figures to be a really rugged AFC East that they're now? I mean, I, I'm not going to say that they're doomed or anything, but. This is not something that they needed to hear in what's going to be a, a touch-and-go situation this year. Well, maybe, but, I mean, at least that's, you know, everyone's looked at their defensive line since they drafted Leonard Williams and said, wow, how are they going to possibly get everyone on the field at the same time? So at least they, they do have that depth at that position, and, and it'll, you know, in theory gives Leonard Williams a chance to bet in, you know, in his early in his rookie season where maybe they were hoping True enough, to bring yeah. him along slowly before. But, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's never good to lose a player of that. Look who's glass half full today. Now, the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing their very best, you know, on the heels of a Cleveland Indians pitcher almost getting a no-hitter. Two strikes, in fact, on the the 27th uh, batter, and and he comes up short there. LeBron James is doing his best to pull Cleveland, the sports town, out of this never-ending cycle of sorrow and make them a contender. I think that they've done it. I think that they have now, in getting Kevin Love, have now made themselves into a team that is going to be in the finals every year for the next four or five years. How say you behind the glass there? Black tie. I mean, NBA, they're... young Kobe, Chiefy, and so on. Tell us. Give us some knowledge here. There's no, there's nobody in the East that's going to contend with that team. Real quick, England. Unless like... Kevin Durant goes to the Wizards. Then oh. they become a scary team. Fair enough, but England uh, is real quick. England is is like the Browns if the Browns created football, because you know that's the whole thing. They kind of did. Well, they kind of did. 
Canton is where the Hall of Fame is. They're mm-hmm. right. They're in the shadow just about of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, it and must be sadly ironic for them to to know that they're so close and yet so far. And like the Browns had, you know, all their championships, uh, you know, the back at the beginning of the NFL when basically they were playing against themselves, you know, the you know themselves and a, a bunch of other teams. England at the time were like, we invented this game. Let's not tell everyone else the rules totally. And then we, you know, we got some wins <laughs> at the front. But then actually, when everyone catches up, and by the way, America is, you know, probably one or two World Cups away from being the the strength that they will have, just because of the gigantic number of athletes available. Um, and uh, so now you have Cleveland trying to reverse this curse. You know, obviously England will have to wait to, for the next World Cup for to affect the change on the fella side. What three years from now? I don't but, see it happening, but yeah. Well, the Cavaliers are trying to do something, and then on the other side of things, a long-standing beacon of success in pro sports in the U.S., the Los Angeles Lakers are in. Uh, I mean, they're they're in. Uh, Weird waters for them, for any team. No one seems to want to go to them. It's so grim, it would appear that free agents would prefer to go to Milwaukee, which is in Wisconsin, handsome. I know. Where it gets My cold box. and snowy. Play there. Now, they do love their beer there. I yes. Do. Milwaukee's one of the great places I've ever been. Just as handsome when you go around Los Angeles, people with an inordinate number of people strike up conversations about show business because so many people work in show business out here or in D.C. People love talking about politics. They love their beer in Milwaukee. That's what they want to talk to you about. Well, the bars are just they're they're everywhere and they're right. and they're just marvelous. You know, they're they're your speed. I know I know what kind of bar you favor, handsome. And uh, the time would be gay if we ever made it. That's uh, right. Wisconsin. Let's see if we can. But anyway, find an who wants to go to Milwaukee? Is that not like joining LeBron in Cleveland, where you're uh, where the chances of winning are great? You're going to be behind the eight ball or behind those Cleveland Cavaliers to opt to go to Milwaukee. Instead of coming to the Los Angeles Lakers, tells you everything you need to know about what I've always said. These guys that are tw- twenty five I mean, years just old, the, it's not just the Lakers that you know that he passed on. You're talking about Greg Monroe; he also passed on the Knicks. I mean, there, it's a good young squad out there, Milwaukee. And it's getting I know it's fine. Um, so I, not everyone's about the big city life, you know. I hear you, but I do think that what I have said for a year, or in fact two years now, when people used to talk about how LeBron is going. He, he'll wind up in L.A. I mean, him joining Kobe, he'll, he'll love that. Why he wouldn't want to be in the in the big media market of L.A. And I said, there's no way he's going to do it because Kobe is repellent as a, as a teammate, one. And two, this tone-deaf approach of – I, I, what have I been telling you, Black Tie? This thing about, well, our tradition. Well, what, what player wouldn't want to be a part of our tradition? What 25-year-old cares? Yeah, they bring James Worthy. They drag, they drag 50-something-year-old James Worthy into the meeting, and 25-year-olds are supposed to swoon? I'm sure they think, I'm sure they think who's the old man? I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like I've seen him somewhere before. Who, this this tone-deaf approach to recruiting by leaning on, hey, you know what? We've won a lot of championships. Yeah, I, was, uh, yeah, I remember that. I was 11 watching you guys win one. It has no relevance at all to a guy who, you know, who, who is trying to win his own titles. Hey, you can be a part, you can play with Kobe Bryant, you know, Kobe, Kobe, he's won a lot of titles. He'll take you under his wing. Seems like a creepo. Anyway, handsome. Let's treat, uh, as we always do, we steer things back to pro football. Mm-hmm. Who do you suppose? Because I, you know, listen, Kobe Bryant, I've gone on and on about it. Maybe even I ascend up to Mount Pius to make the point. I feel in the 21st century, it's antiquated to 
assume that people that, that the only way to win is to be a bully. LeBron has shown that that's not the case, right. although he has bullied his own head coach, I guess, a little bit. But, he, you know, he's he seems like a fun guy he's to be. He's about empowering the players, so he's going right. to have fun with the players, but the authority is who he doesn't have fun with. Right. This thing, uh, you know, that, that that bully mentality, like I always say, I, I, I you know, I, I wonder if Vince Lombardi and Bill Parcells and Bob Knight would do as well in mm-hmm. 2015 as they used to do. Um, do you, who do you think in the NFL, if you were a player, who or if you, you, you're a free agent, where would you want to go? You get to choose. I, I, what place do you think would be right. the best? What player, players would you like to join? I, th- I mean, I think there's something exciting about what happens in Seattle. I think that's a fun. That would be a fun team to be a part of. But I don't Pete know that Carroll. Pete Carroll. I, I feel the same way. I think as you about Russell Wilson. I'm not sure he's quite as exciting as and a black. Let's keep this quiet from black tie. But I'm not sure I necessarily would want to hang out with him. You know where I would think would be fun is Carolina. Um, Cam Newton. Mm. Uh, I think the kids say his swag is on fleek. And uh, <laughs> I would, I would um, definitely think that would be fun. I'd like to hang out with Cam Newton, play with him. Is that right? Is that how I should say it, Black Tie? I do think that's what the kids say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I What's that mean? I have no idea. Okay. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's one of the most delicious smelling stadiums on game day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I the, bet. The, the oh, the smoke, yeah. the smokers with all the, mm-hmm. the meats and everything. Oh, it's it's heaven. Although I think that would actually be a deterrent. That would be a bad thing for a player. I would get like if I was playing. Let's say I was a wide receiver, and the reason I wanted to go there was to be with Cam. I can imagine myself, you know, first weighing. I'm at like 270 pounds, and I'm not going to be particularly effective. Maybe that's why they get those big guys, the Devin Funches and Kelvin Benjamin, is so they, they can, can hide the, they can hide the weight on their on their long bodies. Interesting thought. Yeah, I when I, I I've talked to Jamal Charles about this and I bring that up to name drop, but also to point out that Arrowhead is known for its great mm-hmm. barbecue. And I've said when you drive into the stadium, isn't it, it doesn't it sm- smell delicious? And he confirmed, yes it does. And I said, Do you, are you ever tempted to just pull over and just stop at a tail, you know, just give me just give me like a half of a right. pulled pork sandwich. They would give him one, of course. Of course. That's Jamal a- Charles, they would be like, of course, have more. I know. I think that would be a great thing. What I'd like to say? do that with somebody. Let's go, Jamal Charles, you and me, let's just get to the stadium early. We'll be against a bad team, like right. when you're playing the Raiders or something. You know, Well, you're going to eat a pregame meal. It doesn't matter whether you're eating That's a right. tailgate or from whatever the team's giving you. Maybe we could get. Uh, maybe we could just get a back the backup QB or somebody to join me. Let's take a spin around the, uh, the tailgate. You know what the, the issue would be with Jamal Charles is that he insists, I remember from when you took him in your sports car, he insists on eating lion. Yeah, he likes I'm not lion. sure how many people will be cooking some lion before the game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Carolina, black tie. Any thoughts? Where would you, as a free agent, everybody always says Miami. I, you know, I don't go in necessarily. And, by the way, the, the thing, oh, I want to be a, I'd like to be an international star. The idea that you have to be in New York City or Los Angeles to achieve that is, again, that's, that's terribly no antiquated. And apparently that's what the Lakers tried to sell Lamarcus Aldridge on is we, we can raise your uh, international profile. Yeah, the, everybody's got the Internet now. We can, yeah. we, we can do that uh, from Milwaukee or from, uh, or from Charlotte or anywhere else. Um, I think I'm going to go to the hometown team uh, where I was born. In a I'll dome? Atlanta, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, Matt Ryan's kind of blah. But the new coach, Dan Quinn, man, former Seahawks guy, he's fun. He was quoting Tupac the other day on Tupac's birthday. Um, I, I think that would be a fun team. Roddy White's a fun guy we've had on the show a couple of times. You know, he likes to hang out. So. He is a yeah, fun but they, so winning doesn't matter for you? 
No, it does, but we, I mean, it's attractiveness, overall attractiveness. Atlanta is a fun city, man. I don't think you're thinking like a big ticket free agent. Let's say I maybe well, need to put more to it than this. This is your you're going well, into your fifth year. You you're you're playing well, and money is not going to be an issue. Teams will pay you, uh, pay, pay you handsomely to join their team. But you want a ring, don't you want? Don't you want to, to chase a championship? But that's a misconception. A lot of times, I feel. I know a lot of like players don't care. Like, I'm asking yeah, you if you want. Well, for me, because I'm a winner. That's the thing. I'd want to be with a winner. Black tie doesn't care. If I'm 23 or 24, I'm probably thinking more about just you know meeting girls myself, and stuff, making a better name for myself, making more money as opposed to just winning a title. I mean, I love to do, be able to do all three, but. The wow. first thing I would do, though, is make the list of places. Like, there's a place you want to end up, but there's also the places you want to be wined and dined. So I think New Orleans is on the list. By I the way, I wanna, I kudos to there. you, handsome. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, a big-ticket free agent, is going around taking all the meetings. Even it's though it seems do it. it's down to two teams, he continues to take meetings with other right. teams. And I thought, why is he doing that? And I thought, aha, he's a Dave Damashek football program listener. He has heard a Handsome Hank talk about the fact that if you were a free agent, what would you do? I would go and meet with as many teams as I possibly could and get some free dinners out of it. But I would make that list of where are the places I want to, you know, I want to eat in New Orleans. I want sure. to eat in New York. I think, you know, we've, we've established that those are two good places. Probably San Francisco's got some got some pretty good food we could go find. I mean, I would that's that's I would make a list of seven places I have no intention of signing, but just where's the best food. I would choose um since no one asked me my opinion, I'll mm. I'll share it with you. Where would you go? I Dave? think well, you say you just hit it, New Orleans, I think. It's I think a, that would be I mean, that's definitely on the list. What would be better than living in New Orleans in in autumn, you know? You can live wherever you want in the off season, but in autumn, that place the 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 that region goes gaga for the Saints. They, they really love it. And you know, in the southeast, southeastern conference neck of uh of the US of A, College football matters more than pro, but not New Orleans. That's that's the home of Tulane, and you know the the Bayou Tigers are nearby in Baton Rouge, but the Saints are the iconic team in in uh, Louisiana. Uh, well, though I guess LSU is still the bigger team, but anyway, the point is to get to eat that food, live that mm-hmm. life. You're in contention. Sean Payton seems like a relatively cool guy. Seems pretty low key. That would be, I think that'd be a good situation. I am, um, and I'll say the, uh, and because of hometown, of course, I'll consider Pittsburgh, because here's the virtue of a place like that. Same as Green Bay, Baltimore. It's true. I mean, there's there's something to be said for being the big fish in a smaller pond. Man, I'm telling you, I remember the, the amusement park in Pittsburgh is Kennywood Park, and. I remember when it was uh, one one time I was there. The local weatherman uh, Joe DiNardo was mm-hmm. signing autographs there. The local weatherman right. on, on the ABC affiliate was signing autographs, and the line was two hundred people long to get Joe DiNardo's autograph. Now imagine what it must be to be right. a Pittsburgh Steeler. Steeler. If you're the Steelers, that walking down the street, that effect of everybody slapping you on the back and go get them and all that kind of stuff, that'd be a nice environment to be in. That would Very be collegiate, I imagine. I mean, on some, in, on some levels, though, NFL players, that's not necessarily what they want, is to have a line 200 deep of people wanting to wanting their autograph. Yeah, New Orleans reminds me, I was lucky um, several years ago, probably like 2008, 
um, I went to when I was working in the UK office. I made helped uh, MTV made a, a show about New Orleans and how the Saints were being part of the revitalization of the city after Hurricane Katrina. And we got an opportunity to to follow players around, and they showed us their New Orleans. And Mike McKenzie, remember the corner who played for the mm-hmm. Packers and then moved to the Saints, was the was our guide. Mike McKenzie. Um, Mike went, McKenzie, the man who picked off uh, Matt Hasselbeck, exactly, back in overtime. Exactly. Uh, but Mike McKenzie, um, you know, he he enjoyed a, a night out. He's from well, he's from Trinidad and Tobago, but he lived grew up, grown up in Miami. The night before the game, Mike, I think I can tell this story now. Mike McKenzie went out and got as drunk as you can get, <laughs> uh, and he was a starting cornerback for the, for the team. And uh, we, he went first of all. We went to Emerald's restaurant, famous restaurant in New Orleans. Mike McKenzie walks in. He's shown to the best table. There's three or four of us with him. He orders shrimp, then orders shrimp for dessert, and then orders shrimp to go. <laughs> he loves shrimp. And then we went off. We went dancing at this place. And it is it is the night before the game, and everyone's like, Mike McKenzie's here. And then it wasn't a surprise. Like, oh, my God, there's a Saints player here. It was the night before the game. It's 11 p.m. Mike McKenzie is, you know, a little red-eyed and, and um, floppy. But he's he's dancing in a club. At the end, we had to, we went home before Mike McKenzie went home. I feel that New Orleans is also the kind of place where if you're in a local bar on the night of the game, night before the game, that they'd cover for you. Yes. No yeah, one. No one. No one there was no story be, about Mike McKenzie cool, was out. Yeah, you know, just yeah. like we're in New Orleans. Of course, he's having a good time. Yeah, that would be good. I I, I like that uh, quite a bit. Um, but yeah, winnings. Uh, winnings going to be a factor for me because I am a winner after all in black tie. Running off to Atlanta. That's where Black Tie's going. Well, hey, it's the old Dallas, man. I like Dallas, too. Don't, well, see, now you're talking. Yeah. America's team. Um, all right. Hey, we got a few. We got a bunch of uh, of things, and then we got to update. Uh, Handsome had a good idea the other day that we update or we provide now that we are prop. Uh, I mean, just about exactly at the midway point of 2015 that we give you a half-year preview of the Shecky Awards here. Of course, we do these in the last week of each calendar year. All the big issues, you know. We, the Academy Awards take care of the new movies, and the Grammys take care of the new music. And then we fill in all the rest, all the other things that deserve some accolades and attention. We deal with them, so we got to update you on that. But real quick, a few things. We've been getting some great uh, mail of late. Um, one thing of which, Handsome, let's open this up. All the way from Australia... Please find it's a it's a it's a, wow we haven't opened this we got this a while ago and it's just now reaching a us food here. parcel. Please find enclosed a gift pack each for for each DDFP person some Australian goodies. Wait a second, and for the ATNFL boys. Let's not tell them. Let's not tell the ATL guys. Let's just eat it all ourselves. I think we should, and here's why. Handsome, oh, yeah. you brought ice cream to the Around the NFL boys during their show earlier I did, in the yeah, week. Was, uh... And you brought yourself an ice cream as well, except that Tommy Tie behind the glass ate my ice cream. Thought that it was, well, oh, you have enough for me. I'm going to take this last one, and you're too much of a gentleman to say, no, no. That's exactly that did happen, but I don't. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have Tommy Ty needs it more than I do. <laughs> that uh, that vacuous belly needed uh, some ice cream stat apparently. So all right, so these are for the ATN. So what's in here? At, at, I don't know. Can we open it? it up? One and for all. Thank you for making the off season bearable, Mac. 
Mac McDermott, please. Uh, uh, P.S. Really not sure if this junk food is available in the state. Sorry, Shaq. Couldn't send fruit. Try and get a hold of a custard apple if you can. A this is nice. Apple. So we've got some. You know what? Remember last week or earlier this week, I was talking about um, chocolate and how America is, uh-huh. is, has a problem making nice chocolate. Ooh. We've got some uh, Cadbury's chocolate, which I should think the Australians, being a, a smart race, are. Um, are probably using um, you know normal chocolate rather than American style. I, I you know listen, you had me at uh, your pronunciation of chocolate. Sorry, chocolate. Chocolate. Uh, we got some jerky. I don't think can you get jerky in America. Well, we can, but I don't know. Maybe they do something special. Maybe maybe it's made out of Australia's a roux. premium cuts. It says you don't know beef what it's jerky. What are the yeah? It could be a roux or whatever. We've got some iced vovo cookies. I'm gonna eat some of this, right? Pink fondant, a strip of jammy raspberry topping, and a sprinkling of coconut. You know what that says to me? ATN. Iced vovo. I never even heard. Oh, look at this licorice chocolate. That's not raspberry flavor with milk chocolate licorice. You know what that says to me? Chris Wessling. Good for you, Wes. Some snakes. Straight up, everyone, you know, every every country, doesn't matter whether they've n- you've never been anywhere else, jellied snakes is a thing that, that immediately people gravitate to if they're making candy. Oh, yeah. I'm You're eating di- beef jerky now. I'm going to have This that. says uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, I think that's something and, for the kids. Uh, and his sister Oprah. Yeah, they'll mm-hmm. love that right there. Um, um, should we bring this? Because we're going to a more Dodger beef game. jerky. We're going to a Dodger game, you, me, and those ATN boys, where we will settle all hash. We yep. figure we're figuring it all out at the ball game. Should we bring these as gifts for them? Well, yeah, we could do. Um, Redskins. Anyway, I think that, no. is this the part of the show where we start like eating into our audience. I don't care. They yes. like it. The audience oh, seems licorice, to like more li- mango licorice with white chocolate in. You know what that says? Mark Sessler. <laughs> Can you imagine listening to a podcast when you listen to your podcast working out or when you start just hearing the chumping and chewing? I find it disgusting myself. I think, I think the sound effects are terrific. Then we've got some chips, some chicken-flavored chips and some other ones. Anyway, listen. And some party mix candies. Dinosaurs. This is definitely the biggest gift bag we've ever gotten. I would like to thank. Who was that from? NJ Mac McDermott at IMWIS. You can drop him a line on Twitter and let him know that he is outdone. Did you just give, him a, give away his email address? No, I gave him away his um, his Twitter handle. Oh, okay. So you can Sorry. drop him a line and thank him for showing you up, rest of the Czech Republic. Thanks, Mac. And uh, and handsome devils and uh, black sheep and so on. A couple more quick pieces of uh, mail that I wanted to tend to. This is very exciting. I have got this on my doorstep yesterday. You tell me if this is a coincidence. I have long, when we do the Sheckies, it always comes up, that stuffing is delicious and should be a side dish that's offered year-round. Why is something so delicious? Limited to a plate once a year. Why don't I get stuffing? Why everything? Macaroni and cheese. I can always get Brussels sprouts. I can always get my potatoes prepared in various fashions. Rice, sometimes brown rice. Sometimes rice with little chopped up pieces of carrots and peas in it. Why then don't I have stuffing as an option at every restaurant? Well, on my doorstep, there's a new restaurant called Goldie's near, right across the street from me. Right across the street, handsome. There's a picture of a lovely old lady in there. Yeah, I know. Well, that must be Goldie. Mm-hmm. And she has uh, a restaurant that serves Thanksgiving dinner year-round. And, of course, 
you don't have Thanksgiving unless it's stuffing. It's right across the street. Have you been? My there? prayers have been answered. No, I just it just opened. Apparently, I would. I would be surprised. I mean, but you talk about this so much, though. I would have you run to have across, run across the road. How? What a thrill! Getting to look left and right. I'm going to bring stuffing to the baseball game tomorrow for you and everybody Perfect. else. What's more American than that? Also. Another piece of mail I wanted to acknowledge, and I was late on this one, and I feel like a real heel for it. Ben Ginn dropped me a line. He's a big fan. He loved uh, my old show with David Feeney. Daves of Thunder, the best podcast these two years have ever had the pleasure of hearing. No slight to you, handsome, or anyone That's fine. else. Um, but he, uh, he sent me, um, he likes the NFL pod, but you're at your best when you're with David Feeney. I didn't read that part. That's uncomfortable. Cut that. I don't want Hanson yeah. to hear that. Um, but he says, so he drops me a line, this Ben Ginn does, and finishes it with uh, with uh, his actual proper wedding invitation. You're going to his wedding? Well, I missed it. It was on June 5th. <laughs> but, but when did he send this to you? I don't know. I'm not. Was sure it before it June 5th? I don't know. It went to the, I, I'm assuming it went to the front desk and somehow got lost in the shuffle, so I never got it. You know what should happen? It's in Maryland, so, or it was in Maryland. That, that, so I well, that shouldn't it. matter to you. This is a special day for Ben. And Katie. And Katie. I, if, if Ben wants you to come to his wedding, then here's what we should do, Ben. You should, um, I think people often, what is it called? Something that your vows, you reconfirm your vows. Yes. I, obviously, a month is probably shorter time period than most people would do it. But I would advise you to have another, you know, wedding, pseudo wedding type you of thing. You know what? And, uh, and invite Dave to that one. That's in August. You know what, Hansa? I mean, uh, black tie behind the glass. Please make that so. Ben Ginn, let's have them. If nothing else, let's we'll get them on, on Skype. Skype. Let's get them on Skype. I want them to. I want them to. What is it called again? Redo your vows. I, I, it's something your vows. Yeah, renew your vows. Renew your vows. I want them to. Re- we have to do a vow renewal. renewal on Skype. I could act as the minister. Can you? Yeah. I can. Are you? You're ordained. Oh wait, even if you're not, I no, don't really care. I kind of like the idea of black tie doing it. Black Tie is so fed up with this conversation, he's taking his head. I love it. That's what we're going to do. I, I, I want Ben Ginn and uh, his new bride, uh, Katie, to uh, to renew what their vows. What are you vows. doing in here? Black Tie's entered the room. He's not normally allowed into the studio. And speaking of which, when are we going to be speaking with Rickard Olsen already here, Black Tie? The man who made a bet based on my promise that the Houston Texans are going to win the AFC South. When <laughs> He bet his American. friend... That he will, if the Texans don't win, that he is going to run a marathon. Black Tie, pull up a check. It's not like you do anything production-wise anyway. It wouldn't make any difference to this podcast if you sat in here or outside. There is nothing. Wait, just come in. Join. Keep your mitts off the uh, off the. the if you want the food, the you're not having the worms. By the way, there's also in here, I've stored these away for myself, similar to gummy worms. There's gummy dinosaurs. Gummy dinosaurs? I mean, if you want to swap phone. with Yeah, all right, listen. Yeah, that- your your children can have the snake. You just shut my mic off. What are you doing? This is why he's not allowed in here. Oh, black tie. Come on, man. Listen, so we'll take the party. <laughs> it's the party mix is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, dinosaurs. It's got some snakes in there as well. Terrific. Um, so, all right. So, yeah, black tie. I want you to get this Rickard Olson on already. Here, I'm giving you the email right I now. just say that was my bad because I'm in here in the studio chewing on some beef jerky. I see. And unlike you guys, I'm courteous, and I wanted to mute myself. I muted myself when I was So chewing. I mistakenly muted Sheck's mic. I don't. Oh. I, uh, that's not my way. It's unfortunate Nigel never uh, sent us Tim Tams, not to be picky. Tim Tams? You've ever had a Tim Tam? That's a an Tim Australian Tam treat? 
Yeah, it's amazing. Probably the probably my favorite treat out there. Hmm. Um, thank you, Tommy. Ty, I bet for some are already on, on the way to you, Tommy Ty. Um, all right. So hey, here's the other thing. And by the way, if you haven't noticed, 20 minutes in here, this is our holiday podcast. You know, this is to send you off into a happy Independence Day weekend, or maybe you're finishing it off now. Um, so we're just uh, jumping all over the place here. But handsome, something I wanted to ask you about is, you know, you heard the Ben Affleck news. Yes, um, he's I met. Flitting. You know what? Um, interestingly enough, Super Bowl Forty Eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on the field before the game, talking to our old friend Warren Sapp and uh, Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner Affleck. Mm-hmm. And somehow, her and Warren have some kind of connection. And he introduced me. Said, hey, hey, he used to call me London for some reason. I don't know why. Hey, London, you've got to meet Jennifer. And I, but I was like, I don't know. I don't think I do have to. And he didn't explain why I had to meet her or to her why. So we had this very stilted, awkward moment together. And then she said, wait, you're British. You work for the NFL. And I said, yes. And she said, that's just weird. And that was <laughs> that was my, my – but I feel like that could have, you know, maybe then played, you played somewhat into her and Ben Affleck. Split. You, you put a pox on her. Yeah. You know what? Dark days are coming your way for that crack, lady. Um, I did the same thing, too, because that's the same Super Bowl. You asked Jennifer Garner, uh, you know, who was the most handsome man in the world, right? Or who was the most handsome superhero? Yes, I did ask her that. I had I, her thinking. I interviewed her and Kevin like Costner and Dennis Leary, and uh, and we we. Covered oh, sorry, all- sorry. What you asked her was who was more handsome, Tom Brady or Ben Affleck? That's what the question was. <laughs> and who did she say? Brady? She oh no, she said Brady. Affleck. She say Affleck. I corrected well, her and told her it was Tom Brady. I told That's her what Tom started Brady was more handsome. I met Ben Affleck. Many, many, many years ago, when I first moved out to L.A., I was in line. I don't remember how it all came to pass, but there was one of those typically Hollywoody kind of places with the velvet rope and the guy standing open, by. Open for you, I'm with sure. With the headset. No, he had the headset. Not a brawny guy at the door. Rather, a guy in a black suit with the black T-shirt underneath kind of guy, you know, and, and he had the headset on into this swank, uh, into this swank club. And I was there for some reason, and I don't remember how it came to be, but I was there with the first cast of Survivor, the original gang. And Jervis, I think was the guy's name, the black guy. There was a good-looking little uh, woman. There was the black guy, Jervis, and I can't remember the other guy. But anyway, so that was the gang. They all get into the club, and then they stop me, and, and a couple other guys, and they say, sorry, we're all full. And I said, well, I'm not going to stand for this. And Jervis turned around and said, don't worry. I'm going to get you guys in. Just stay here. So we did. And about 10 minutes later, Ben Affleck walks out and with Jervis, again, you know, both big-time celebrities, comes out and, and he says, well, who, who are you talking about? Jervis points out me and the, and, uh, the other guys. And he says, uh, and Affleck says to the bouncer, i got to get these, uh, these guys in here right here. And up comes the velvet rope. In we walk, and I said to Affleck, I was at the time, I was working at um, at, a, at, at a cable sports trivia show. Right. And I said, listen, I understand how show business works. You know, one hand washes the other. Anytime you want a front row seat to sports geniuses, you just say the word. And Affleck looked at me, expressionless, <laughs> then turned back and and walked uh, and walked away. And that was that was our time together. Uh, well, it, it, it sounds like a special show. moment. 
Great story. He's since gone on to be a great chum of uh, <laughs> of uh, Jimmy Kimmel, but I've never mm. met him. I've never met him. It's, Is uh, was he famous before? There's a, like a if you're ever watching college football, there's a duck that always says Affleck. Yes. Was is that was he famous before that, or is why does the duck say his name? Ah, I see. You're you're attempting comedy. No, it's not comedy. Why did what's Affleck is like some I don't what even is know what it is. For? Isn't that a weird thing? The commercials. How many times? I wonder how many commercials. It we always go walks onto the screen at the say, bottom of the screen. That's a great question for people. What is what? I mean, half the commercials you see. What is it that they're that they're even shilling? I have no idea what Affleck. No, well, that's does. what I mean because when they do it, and that, I really am being serious about this, it's it's also disassociated from anything. There's always a duck. It walks onto the bottom of the screen. It says Affleck, and then it walks off again. I have no idea what product it's selling. I don't know, and, and I, you know, I don't know what Pinterest does either, and I don't know what FarmersOnly.com does. I know it pairs people up together, I but think where if you're are a there farmer that farmer and you want to meet? It's difficult if you're a farmer. But how is it possible that they have enough money? Wife. But who has a, how many people in the are, is it all for people from uh, from rural areas? Yeah. Is that uh, is that how it works? Well, or maybe you want to meet a farmer. Maybe you're you know you're mired in a in the big city. But life the commercial show here in L.A. To you. But I see the commercials in Los Angeles. Well, There's, that's what I'm saying. Maybe the concrete jungle's getting to to you, oh, and you I fancy you. a life in you know in uh, with a with a farmer husband or wife let me tell you something it's i think black tie will agree with me on this this is one of our worst podcasts ever do you feel that way black tie it's rangy as you would say. oh it is okay it's holiday right. rangy it's kind of like know. it's kind of like when you're at home i thought well, aren't we gonna do a check-in on didn't we what, like about 20 minutes ago you oh, said something about we should check in on the shackies we're going to do that okay. but first I, I wanted to ask you this it's real it's a real build-up to it's, to, the, to, to, to <laughs> it's something that it's may, the height of the movie, you know, the action movies. Have you seen Mad Max, first of all? Andy? I haven't seen Mad Max yet. I've seen Jurassic World. Have I you? Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Did you? Mm-hmm. I, that still seems like a movie that, I mean, the classic, why would they possibly need to update the well, movie? Well, I'll tell you why. And make the exact same movie, because that's what it looks to be, at least. Well, I'll tell you why. What it's First of all, huh? first of all, that's cinema's cool. come a long way since then, so I, I watched it in right. 3D. And then the other day I wound up, I don't have any um, family at home at the moment. They've all gone back to England. So I wound up watching, this tells you a little bit about my weekends. I watched all three of the Jurassic um, <laughs> Parks back to back to back oh on God, TNT or something like that. How horrific. The exact it wasn't that bad. Believe me, I had a couple of beers for each one. I was I lay on the on the sofa. It was a it was actually a pretty good, nice way to spend 11 hours. I did so. the exact same thing two weekends ago. So the um, world and went back and watched your, yeah. your trilogy. And, but the, the, those movies, the, especially the, the first one's still good, but the dinosaurs look terrible in them. Hmm. In, the, in the movie theater with the 3D glasses on, watching the 3D thing, you know, you're ducking the tail of the Tyrannosaurus or one of the Diplodocus or whatever. Diplodocus, I think you guys say. Indominus Rex. Indominus Rex is what... Um, is that a real one or did they make up... Uh, they made up. The, the whole the, the premise of Jurassic World is that they are now genetically modifying dinosaurs because the customers want bigger and scarier. And more teeth. And you'll never guess what happens. <laughs> Not at all. Well... Let's talk about this because the guy in it, Chris Pratt. I don't. I don't need to see that, but I hear he is going to be Indiana Jones. There's Mad Max out now. There's, uh, you know, Ben Affleck made me think of this. Is the new Batman, as you know, and so on. Oh, and I also saw Bill Simmons tweeting about John Wick. He's now jumped on the John Wick train. 
all this has, uh, speaking of updating, we addressed this a couple or a few years ago. Who would be the action hero that's human now? Not somebody who is imbued with powers beyond those of a normal human being. Who would win the fight of all movie action heroes? Let me throw some names at you before. There's Martin Riggs. There's Jason Bourne. There's Indiana Jones. John Wick. Beatrix Kiddo. Batman. Daredevil. Do they have any of that? So they don't Mad have Max. superpowers, oh, but do they have any of the weapons? Do they have weapons? That well, that's what we them. have to decide. Do they get their weapons? Right. Because if it's hand-to-hand, that's one thing, but I think you give them what they have. If I it's hand-to-hand, I, I think Jason Bourne probably has, has the number edge one. He's a number one seed. He's a great fighter. With their weapons or no? Because I'm saying without weapons, just a hand-to-hand combat like um, Black Tie had with Chris Wessling the other day in the podcast studio, I would say that would be um, that that would be Jason Bourne. <laughs> what happened? You had a you had uh, a fisticuffs. No, it was more verbal. It, was like no, it, it, it almost came to from what I heard from Dan Hansis, It no, almost it came never to fisticuffs. Did. Is that true? Not at all. Fabricated. Have you had more cross conversation with him or with me? You and Wes had it worse than you and I've had it. No, it was just it was just just Twitter talk. That's tweef. That's all it was. Tweef. That's all it was. Um, man, you're a grown that's man. That's the guy. That's the guy I don't want to get along with. That Mark guy, the Sizzler, as Dan calls him. But uh, either way, I think definitely Jason Bourne's the number one seed. He's not. This is not part of a movie. But man, you got to throw Jack Bauer in there. And I know neither of you guys have seen. Don't before, start. Why do you have to immediately mix it, mix it up? It's because there's so many names there. to choose from, and you immediately have but, to start with one that is not in in the proper category. Because people of of this generation more so is you got to throw Jack Bauer in there. One of the JBs. I'm behind the glass. Go ahead, Tommy Ty. Who's who? I mean, I'm. After all that, you know what? I think Jason Bourne could kill Batman. McGinnis and I have a name that y'all it's haven't possible. mentioned. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Rambo. Mm. Rambo. Rambo. Put that's him on a, there. That's yeah. Put him on the board. Mm-hmm. Who else are we missing? Um, what was um, Schwarzenegger's character in Predator? Uh, whoa. That's a good one. I'm ashamed to say I can't summon his name on my own. I know because I'm gonna go. I mean, we don't need like Rocky Balboa. Would Bond know. is Bond? I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Like Bond I would. I think Swamp. Bond. Bond versus um, Bourne could be a could be a pretty Dutch. Daniel Craig's Bond kills Major Roger Alan Moore. Dutch Schaefer is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dutch. Yeah, Dutch. That's right. Dutch. Um, yeah, Dutch Schaefer. Do we have everybody? I just want to make sure we're not missing somebody because I do think. That it, unless you're being nostalgic, like Gary Cooper in High Noon ain't keeping up, you no, know. No, Dem- no. The, you know, I like nobody loved uh, Lone Ranger more than I did when I was a little kid. But Lone Ranger. Well, also, here's the thing about he those guys. Uh, let me tell you one thing about those guys that people don't realize: they're always sitting on a horse. You're, they're sitting down all day. It's like being behind a desk. Mm. There's no there's no fitness involved. They would, they, you know, they get three minutes into the shame fight, on you because Lone Ranger always he always there'd be one oh. bad guy who would get away. And he would jump on his horse and try to ride out of trouble away from Lone Ranger. I got a couple names for you. And Tonto would take care of whatever. He'd settle the remaining right. hash, uh, you know, on the at the battle scene. But Lone Ranger would jump on Silver and he would chase the bad guy. And he inevitably would have to jump off of Silver and onto the back of the other guy, pull him off his horse, and then give him what for. I get that, fists. but you know what? What I mean is he's not running after the bad guy. No, you're right. He, you know where where Jason Bourne, James Bond, Batman, those guys can run all day. 
I, yeah. I'll give you a guy that walks after bad guys and and wins. Dirty Harry. I mean, the guy, the guys. Yeah, but he's got. I mean, I like mean, his thing. He, like you disarm and, him, and then what's he gonna do? And by, and by the way, Dirty Harry wouldn't even be able to keep pace with Martin Riggs. What about what about Paul Kersey? The guy from Death Wish, Charles Bronson. No, see, that's what I'm telling you. I, I got a couple. Of you. Those guys are great. You. They're great, but uh, but I'm also telling you that if you're going, they're not going to beat Rambo in a hand-to-hand combat. I'm talking true. about cops. You're talking about cops that uh, walk on the edge and maybe sometimes go across that line. Martin <laughs> Riggs would take down Dirty Harry. I got a couple though. I got a couple. He would. He would. We've seen him fight. Do you remember what he did? Did you see what he did to Busey at the end of that picture? He know he knows. Talk about hand to hand. He's no stranger. Don't sleep on Martin Riggs. Just because he's in L A. He's L A P D now doesn't mean that his history doesn't indicate that he can't. Is John handle Ma- is John McClane on your list? He Officer John McClane. I mean, he he's, he's a guy that um you know you don't mess with. I'll tell you what's a great fight. I think Riggs versus McClane could be fun. And Hard. winner of that one gets Doctor Jones, Indiana Jones. Oh, Indiana Jones, come on. If Doctor Jones gets his whip. If Indiana Jones gets to bring the whip, then what are you talking about? Then everyone has to have their weapons. No I way. said I think everybody gets I their know, weapon. But some people have guns. I mean, that's that. In fact, Doctor Jones You're proved right. that to us. Remember that fight he has in the in the marketplace where he pulls out, he he abandons yeah. the whip and and pulls out the gun and just shoots the guy. Wow. I got a couple of new schools. Wait, wait, wait. Black, uh, Handsome's giving me a lot to think about here. Right, well, really you think about, why are you thinking about that? How about this? Liam Neeson's character in the take. Ooh. He doesn't doesn't take any. Okay. Poop. He's an old man. He's at least a two seat, if not a one. And then also, the, uh, let's see. Except that he's old. I'll take John well, Wick over him. Give he's me not a give that me... old. Not that old. Hey, sixty ish, right? You know, I watched Taken Three. Oh, you did. Totally unnecessary. What? For them to what? Make you that watched movie. two? His, yeah, his, I watched. His name two. is Brian Mills, by the way. Your life is is officially. I watched that on a. T- I watched. <laughs> it's rudderless when you're when your children <laughs> and wife. No, are I watched out that of town. one on an airplane. Please. That's when you're held held captive. Pick up a book. I mean, I mean, I rarely, if ever, give That's that kind I'm of so advice. About, I don't know what else to tell this you. This is why I'm so excited about going. What to about baseball. the Boondock Saints? <laughs> uh, I've never seen that Boondock Saints. They're the, great. Well, see, like, yeah, I don't want to. But you take away their weapons, and they're 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 kind of. Well, what are we going to do? The the critical issue that we must resolve is are I mean, listen. Beatrix Kiddo needs that sword. Well, she doesn't have to have it because she can be effective without it. But if you don't give the guys their guns. Well, but the, remember, the the guys who fight with guns, I'm thinking for the most part, and I don't think that Tommy Ty's right in, in that we should have Dirty Harry in there. The guys who fight with guns, Bond, Bourne, those type of guys, they also have hand-to-hand combat skills. But well, Philo Beto, Dirty Harry, played by Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood also plays Philo Beto in uh, any which way but loose. I think you know he likes the yeah, likes the he likes bare knuckle cups. Yeah, I still don't. I mean, he couldn't hang. I don't think he's in Jason Bourne. I mean, Jason Bourne would shame him. Do we put? Uh, I think no guns. But if you've got a whip or you've got you know you you want to um, bring a knife because people with knives can be like I'm not talking about a big oh, yeah. sword. I'm just talking about a knife. They can be disarmed by by operators like Bourne. We got another one. Hmm? Arlie Swagger from Shooter. I don't even know what do you. What or Bob Lee Swagger. Bob Mark, oh, you're talking about Mark, Mark Wahlberg. The dude is an absolute monster. Like he can't be stopped in that movie. Nah. Jason okay. Statham, right. I don't haven't nah. watched many of his movies. Oh yeah, yeah. has transport. But the, but when he shows up, he tends to fight pretty. Yeah. You know, he fights dirty. How as about well, the rock, the Rock's character in Fast and Furious, Hobbs? He's more or less. Do you know I've never though. seen or never walked movies. tall or uh, what is that? Walking tall. 
I've never oh. seen any of those uh, Fast and Furious pictures. That's terrible. They're awesome. I, they're not. They're not up your alley. I wouldn't say. I don't it's know what that's supposed to mean. Well, it's just you would. I feel like you too highbrow. Snob you are exactly. You're gonna. Um. All right. So, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by my original thought. I think James Bond, even if without the gun, and the but I, I mean I do feel bad, but I do think you need to let Beatrix have her. Her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's fine because I don't see her getting past either of the guys without the. Jason Bourne is my final vote. He, what should he we do? Wins How do the we... whole thing? You think so? Okay, good. I'm yeah. glad. I, I, he, I, don't he, you think he's like yeah. he's like Bond, but but it's a li- it's actually a little bit like the British Empire. And I'm reading a book about um, MI5 and MI6. Obviously, where I mean, in fact Ian Fleming's a part of it. There you he, go. He worked there. Good for you. I am reading book. a book at the same time. Uh, it's a very good book, but. There, it, it's interesting. Like the Americans came during the Second World War and came and learned about the art of spycraft from MI5 and MI6. See the, you know the the beginnings of the CIA. They came and learned, and then twenty years later, they'd overtaken MI5 and MI6. I think similarly, James Bond, obviously Fleming, was part of that. That time, he was you know the character that he was based on is essentially a, what the world's best spy. And Jason Bourne showed up and 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 is 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 better at his job than James Bond is. James Bond is, is definitely a second-class citizen. Daniel Craig's to... James Bond would lose to yeah. Jason Bourne, you think? Here's the thing I, about Jason Bourne that you have to f- factor in. Whereas, who is Batman beating up? The Joker? Two-Face? I mean, come on. with the, that's, not, that's not worthy competition. I say all the time, and I'm going to say it again to you now. You beat Bane up. Superman. Okay, now that now Bane, Bane is an. I agree with you right. on the other ones. But Bane right. is an actual worthy. Now worthy. you're talking. See, right. now you make me think about Batman a little. By bit. the way, that was one of the probably the best uh, fight scenes ever in a superhero movie. The very first Bane versus Batman fight in Dark Knight Rises. When he breaks his back. When he breaks his back. I was wondering what would break first. What are the- your spirit. Or your body. The best fight. Scene. Boy, that's got, that's, that's a little fantastic. rusty. Right? You, you My Bane. Everything from the dialogue to choreography was fantastic. Uh, now is not the time for fear. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the Batman, but the thing about Jason Bourne is, the thing I've, I've said many times about Superman is, you are people who like ba- but who like Superman. If he's your favorite superhero, then I'm willing to bet that you also are a New York Yankees fan and you like all the teams that win all the time. Because Superman is made out of steel, and he's faster than a speeding bullet, and he shoots lasers out of his eyes, and his chief rival is a middle-aged bald man who's smart. And people are supposed to swoon that he defeats him. Whoa, he beat the the bald guy again. Oh, awesome stuff, Superman. What are you rooting for, you know? Don't you wonder? It's the same thing. I mean, I should say the, the, the converse of that is, Jason Bourne is a regular-sized fella, but when he fights, he's fighting other trained killers. The only time he fights is when the eight or ten other human beings who might be able to kill him right. are fighting him. That's then, otherwise, he, you know, there'll be like a policeman that tries to stop him, and literally less than a second later, he's he's on the ground, unconscious. He does that with, casual neck move yeah, on him and snaps their and neck, and their life's the over. Floor. Oh yeah! Oh, you're just a regular. You're just a regular old cop. Good day. You're yeah. dead. Yeah, that's uh, that's day. what he does. What's that? Did you just say good day? <laughs> good day. Good yeah, day. that's it. That's what he does to them. 
Um, the, I so think anyway. we've settled this. Do we, so, to- do we all agree? The, you know what, though? The one who might be able to beat him mm-hmm. is Beatrix Kiddo. That's of all these names. I think she's the one. Think about, again, by uh, applying the same standard that I just applied to Jason Bourne and who he's defeating. You're right. Who's she killing? The other best killers in the yeah, world. Yeah, that's true. And she doesn't lose to any of them. You think she's like, well, we're all even. Well. You would think she would eventually lose to one of them, but no, she defeats all, including her lover slash mentor. Yes. Well, spoiler alert. Um, I feel like there needs to be a class though, like because like her and Batman. I feel like they're almost in the a little bit more heightened reality, fantasized type reality as opposed to Jason Bourne versus James Bond. I feel like they're two different classes we're talking about here. I hear what you're getting at. I I think that's too sophisticated for for this. <laughs> and what are we going to do about Daredevil? First of all, Daredevil well, fights Batman. He's a superhero. And what does it mean too? If Jason, powers. you know what they should do. In fact, I hope Hollywood's listening. Have you seen right Daredevil now. on Netflix? What I want to do is I hear they're making a Jason Bourne remake. They are. What if they did this? Not a remake. What if? Well, another Batman. one with that guy, with, with Jeremy. No, Jeremy Renner, with um, with 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 Damon. Jason, he's Moore. back again, is he? Yeah, That's yeah, terrific. Listen, though, all three of those uh, pictures are great. I know the like. other one is not so good. The f- I Jeremy didn't Renner mind version. the Jeremy Renner one. It was fine, one. but it wasn't. It didn't have the same panache. I, I didn't like it as much. I watched it this last time, not this previous time. The last time I went to Nigeria, I started watching it. Still haven't. I'm not done watching it yet. Um. Uh. So I would say though that Jason Bourne. Um, v played by Matt Damon, V Ben Affleck's Batman. What if that you know after Affleck beats Superman? I don't know if he does, but let Batman v Superman. If Batman beats him, what about Jason Bourne comes in and then fights Batman? Batman v Bourne, and it's Matt Damon v Ben Affleck. Now we need the Goodwill Hunting reboot. Finally. A reason to make a long-awaited rev. None of this Jurassic World nonsense. Let's see these two go head to head, and it turns out where did you go? We were working on the at the at the at the site, you know. And I know I always said I wish you one day I'd sh- I'd come to pick you up and you wouldn't be there and you would have left, but I didn't know you would take that literally. Goodwill hunting, and he'll say like, "Yeah, Goodwill hunting." You don't have to call me Will anymore because my real name is Batman. And then they have a fu- oh no, no that's Jason not what Bourne. he would say. No, he'd say I'm Jason Bourne, right? Okay, but he does. You don't know because Jason Bourne is not his real name. Well, Jason Bourne, his real backstory, he could have just been a construction site worker who got brainwashed and turned into Jason Bourne. You know, uh, about thirty minutes ago, he asked if this was the worst show we've ever done. Yes, definitely the wackiest show we've ever done. You're wacky. I didn't All right, know let's update. Right so there wacky. we go. Any, any? How are we going to pay this off? Do we well, want to open Twitter. it up to the Czech Republic yes, here? Hashtag DDFP. Let us know. Who wins that bout? Is there more meat oh, on no, this phone? Do we need to continue I think to figure this out? Ask it on social media. You can put that question out there and, and ask the fans. And we got to ask Nate Burleson and Michael Robinson and Ike Taylor and AJ mm-hmm. Hawk. We got to get that gang together already here. Hey, I've I've got exciting news as well. Lay it on. Did me. you know that you're um, quilting? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know. You're picking up. You're doing all these weird things when your family's away just to bide um, your time. I don't know what else you're doing. <laughs> no, I, I noticed the other day we have a big board in the newsroom at NFL Network. I'm doing says, watercolors now. <laughs> have you gonna... seen my series on ships? <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to paint the baseball game tomorrow. I am thinking of picking <laughs> up. 
like you with your easel. easel. No, we um, instrument, we have that's not a be good look for you. The flute or something like no, that. No, I used to play the violin, so I think I'm gonna go back to that. Really? Oh, if you can't, oh. here's one thing about the violin. If you can't play the violin, there's no, you know, like you can't make a bad sound on a piano. You can make a sound that doesn't sound organized, but you can't make a bad sound. Some instruments you just can't play them, but a wind, uh, like a, a string instrument, a violin, cello, you can make the worst sound on earth. If you don't know how to play one of those things, I remember my sister learned how that to play. That sounds like a challenge, Black Tie. Yes, yes, that's I, why like I want it. to do it. It's a project. I My sister started playing the violin when I was a, a, a you know, younger, obviously. And uh, and I forced her to stop because the sound was so terrible. I, she, I may have derailed a, what could have been a promising musical career because the sound that she was <laughs> making at the time, two or three weeks into violining, you shamed was her. Awful. I watched I watched Whiplash last oh, night, and I don't really that love that. Great. Talk about a bully. Talk about that. That mentality movie, doesn't work in the 21st century. That movie indicates that uh, that that's exactly what uh, it takes to bring out true genius and so on and so forth, which. I don't necessarily agree with, but so you're the opposite of the guy in Whiplash. I haven't seen it. But oh, you oh, have great. Um, but what I was going to say is nothing eh. to do with painting or music is that Jarvis Landry of the Miami Dolphins and Greg Jennings of the Miami Dolphins are both coming in to be on the DDFP in a couple of weeks' time. I know. You know I'm very that. excited about that. Yeah, I know. I just found out about that. I just found um, out about it, too. I'm pretty excited about yeah, it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it really, I'm going to let you steer things. I'm going to yeah. be along for the ride, but I want oh, you yeah, to have I, your time. Oh, yeah, I totally booked that just for Hank. That's going to be a one-on-one. You didn't totally book it in and any way whatsoever. Oh, I did. No. By the way, great <laughs> stuff um, from from uh, Nate Burleson and Bucky Brooks on our last podcast. Specifically, we had the last real NFL podcast. Good, uh, good conversation and rangy conversation. But specifically, Raiders fans will enjoy hearing their thoughts on what Amari Cooper is going to do. Not well down the line, but in 2015, he's going to take off. So says two guys, and Nate Burleson is somebody to listen to. He played with Randy Moss and Calvin Johnson, so if he sees something special in a wide receiver, it's worth paying attention to. Real right. quick, can I just shed some light on why I wanted to go back to the violin? So I used to play when I was like eight, simply because the girl I liked at the time was also taking music lessons, so that was my way to like spend more time with her. And then she left our school, and then I quit violin class, and I've, I've felt bad ever since. Break out the violin. That's all I can tell you. I, I can't wait to hear Black Tie play the violin. All right, let's uh, let's round things out here and let everybody go for their uh, for their holiday right. fun here, and give everybody the update that they need. Handsome, first of all, looking back at some of the things we've done, what beast have you enjoyed eating the most in 2015? So I'm talking about being home alone. Um, I'm not. I'm not. A, I wouldn't say I'm a great cook, but I'm capable of cooking things. One of the things that you I make delicious. Uh, you make delicious uh, pound treacle cake. tart. Oh, oh yep. treacle tart. Yeah. I feel like Hank alone has home alone is like a segment that needs to be brought to life. That's Put a, a good camera idea. Here, a little fish eye camera. Just yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be that interesting. Yeah, that's a but point. but um, I've been cooking the last two weeks or however long I've been sizing. I've been cooking In a lot of nude. salmon. I knew jazzercise. <laughs> Richard Simmons, I put him on. I take off my drawers. I will tell you a true story. You're not far off the truth. <laughs> I, um, I've recently, I've had a bad back for a while, and I've been going to something, um, to phys- physical therapy, mm-hmm. and I've they've got me doing um, planks. Oh, yeah. Planks, I had no idea. Planks are difficult to do. They, it, it, it's, it, you know, your body shake. You know when you're, you're exercising too much and your body shakes? My, yeah. After like three seconds of doing a plank, my entire body is shaking. Think you can hold a plank longer than Damashek? Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Let's try it out. No doubt about it. Why well, haven't do been that. doing them? It's not a fair competition. I can do it for like nine seconds or so. <laughs> Um, I I just got my go ahead please and and so but you know sometimes because I'm at home and it you know things work out that way I will occasionally do a, a, a naked plank. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not really a proper plank then. You're getting support in the middle. <laughs> Maybe you would, but I'm not. Oh, oh I would. God, let's move on. Oh, I would. <laughs> that's, that's and how? <laughs> Listen, you know what I got? My belly is now. I I in the last couple of weeks we shoot here in Studio 66. And the cameras are always rolling. I've noticed disturbingly. I mean, I'm always a little bit uh, jowly, but the pot belly is really getting out of hand as I chew some beef jerky. So I got myself one of those things, those wheels with the handles on the other, on either side. You, what, they're advertised and you roll on TV. It out. Yeah, you roll it out in front of you and then you pull it How's back. How's that working for you? Yeah. Great. I, yeah, I look did at it for, your gut. <laughs> I did it once. I've only done it once. I just did it yesterday. But let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. It hurts really bad. Supposed to hurt. That's the best That's the best feeling in the world, though. After work. I'm sore from right under my rib cage, literally, right. directly under my rib cage, all the way down, down to my belly. unmentionable area. Yeah. <laughs> It's real. I mean, so if I keep doing it, I think if I'll... If you and I keep working out like this, we're going to be... Look out. Beach bodies. That's, not, that's really not going to help, though. It's more about diet when it comes to that region of the body. Thank All the Thank you. Picture you of do. fitness. You're, you're <laughs> I'm 20, just saying. You're was, 22 years old. What do you know about what it's going to take to it's not, get It's not going to take some roll-out wheels uh, to fix all that. All right, handsome. What kind of beast have you enjoyed eating? Oh, uh, well, that's what I was just trying to say is I've cooked a lot of salmon for myself. Oh. I like I'm I like grilling some salmon. I put this nice glaze on top of it and, you know, get some... some um, Edamame beans. Do you like those? I like them very and, much, yes. And some kale or spinach or something like that. It's a delicious meal. So I'm going to say salmon. I feel like you should let people know, like, first-time listeners, exactly what the shekis are. Just give them a little brief intro. I did at the top there. I did. You Thanks did. for listening. Yeah, I you said were, I was focused on this beef we give out the We give out all the awards for all, uh, for all manner of categories. I'm going to go with so far in 2015, but there's a lot of time left here. Certainly, this is a category best beast to to eat is really gains momentum as you get deeper into autumn, as you start tailgating, you start breaking out more beef and swine. And then when the holidays come around, obviously, turkeys and hams mm-hmm. and burgers and steaks and so on are ubiquitous. Um, so there's a lot of room left here. For this, but I've been going to a place lately in the valley that has uh, that has crab legs, and it's Ooh. and it's made me wild. I mean, it's summertime, so I've been eating a lot of the old bay season crabs and stuff like that, and get the spice all over my lip. And then I and then it's maybe the best beer drinking food there is. It is. Your li- lips get all spiced. Remember, up we went to that to, to eat off. some crab together in Chicago. Drank a few beers. You may not uh, remember at all, but but I do. They had Michelob on draft. They it did. Was great. We just and, and there was those like old style like uh, ten ounce glasses that you get in old yep. style taverns. Yeah, it was we, great. And we it was in Chicago. The half shell. We we had a great called. time there. And amazingly, I mean, you'd think it would be it would you, you'd imagine it might be like this in your head, but you wouldn't actually believe it really was like this on TV on the sports channel. All they did was show eighty five bears documentary just over and over again and this was actual real tv like this was what was going on the bears were about to play the 2014 bears were about to play the next night didn't matter just let's re-rack the 85 bears stuff ah it was a glorious night it really was not a huge crab legs fan though too much work i like working for my food it's great pleasure i like Um, 
I hear. Well, I don't like. That's why I dislike the pomegranate. It's not enough payoff for me. That's all I listen. If you're worth it, crap. You're worth exactly. Crab, you're worth it. It's still too much work. I don't know who you think you are, pomegranate. Though making me toil to get what your little precious seed. That I'm. It's not not for me. No, thank you. How do you feel about um, what those baseball seeds? I forget what they call them. The uh, sunflower Sunflower seeds. Yeah. Yeah, sunflower seeds not worth it. There's nothing in there. You know, what, what, what am I? I'm digging through everything now. A peanut at the ball game. We're gonna get some peanuts. Yeah, you, you, those are good. See, that's worthwhile. I'm what I'm looking Sustenance forward to, but most of our, our, our trip to to the ball game, as you say, is uh, is learning. Like, what do you do at the ball game? <laughs> oh, you know what we'll do? We're gonna play um, the home run game. You know, a lot of people like to play mound ball. I used to play mound ball a lot too at Wrigley Field. Um, in my uh, in my twenties, uh, my chums and I would. Uh, mound ball is at the end of every half inning. Whoever has uh, catches the final out, usually it's the first baseman or the catcher. They roll the ball. Whoever it is rolls the ball at the mound. And if it stays on the mound, now of course it's slope, so the ball mm-hmm. doesn't generally stay on the mound. But if it does, the person who is holding the hat at the time that is filled with money gets it. That's mound ball. I don't like that one as much. I like home run ball, where every so you you get your gang and everybody puts a dollar in per batter. So you pa- oh your right. batter your batter got an out, put a dollar and pass it to the next guy. When there's a home run, who's ever everyone gets the hat. all the money. No, yeah, the guy holding that's the hat exciting. Gets the money. Yeah, yeah, that's what so I mean. that's what we're gonna do. I like that game. That's one of the things that we will do. Um, speaking of baseball, because it's a it's a factor in the Sonic Award. Every year we give out the Sonic Award. This goes to the fan, the sports fan who is suffering the most because of the sports town in which they live. Where's the worst place to be a sports fan in a given year? New York City has won it. It's not the, it's not like you can only win it. You know, Cleveland has won it more than anyone else. I wish I had in front of me all the, the cities that have won it recently. Pittsburgh won it once. Atlanta is usually in the running for it. You know, tough losses, painful losses, so on and so forth. Who do you think is in the front uh, is at the front of that right now? I have a, you know, St. Louis has a chance of doing mm. it. If they lose the Rams, that the Blues went out early. The Cardinals are having, you know, I mean they're they're a good team. Um but, you know, that St. Louis is is definitely in the running. Who else uh, you got there? I I mean Cleveland is probably up there. They uh, I, I watched the basketball. They didn't win yeah. the final. Yeah. They've got the Browns still. Yeah, that's a, that's a good San Diego. One. I mean, same thing could go for the Chargers and Raiders if they were to move to L.A. as well. Yeah, well, except that Oakland just got uh, got the NBA title, so they're out oh, yeah. running good for point. that one. Um, so we'll have to – and Chicago just won the Stanley Cup, so they're out of, uh, out of the mix there. What about Miami? Marlins, Panthers, Heat – that's a bad. So, uh, the Dolphins aren't good this year. If they yeah, end if they, up going under, yep. they might not do it. Fruit. What fruit have you enjoyed so far this year? It's. I mean, this is not difficult for me. White peach has got has already locked this category up for me. Yeah, white peaches have been delicious. Shame the devil though. If you wrap it up, the red grape has been uh, outstanding so far this year, um, and we'll see if it can continue. And the strawberry, as I mentioned, just uh, just terrific. Now here's the an interesting one that we should cover real quick. Best football playing guest. Mm. I mean, we had Bucky Brooks has done yoga. Well, they're not football. He's not a football player. 
Well, he was. I mean, it doesn't at- matter. But traditionally, this category has been an actual Steve Smith. It's been um, Terrence. Newman, I'm sorry. It's been Ike former Taylor. former football player. Former football player. Bucky, players. Nate, Michael Robinson. I think are the only three really that would be in the running here, right? I mean, yeah, you're right. And so then you've got to look at well, is Bucky going to probably land the best DDFP regular guest? Ah, so you—it's a little bit like the MVP is never normally also the offensive player of the year. It's essentially those, that that crossovers. The difference much. between lead actor and right. supporting exactly. Actor. Right. So I think I think then you're you're probably looking at at Ike or or Mike, Mike and Ike. Who's your vote? I'm going with Ike. I and Ike now counts as yeah. So he's a but maybe player. when Jarvis Landry and Greg Jennings come in here, they'll they'll put down a challenge that. Um, and who has then been our best football playing guest current? I enjoyed Shane Vereen a lot. Calais Campbell is uh, is a swell fella. Always spoke about Katy Perry and all that. You know, Honey Badger. Honey Badger was good. Um, That's a tough one. Tommy Ty, have you enjoyed any of our guests uh, this year? I thought Antonio Brown was swell. Oh, that's right. Antonio Brown. Yeah, he played a prank on us. I didn't care for that. That was great. That's good. That that almost put you in the winning spot. You're right. Yeah, completely in the lead. Right. All right. Oh, David so, Garrard is also a former football playing guest who was pretty Oh, uh, yeah. Garrard was terrific. And what's the best movie that you've seen this year, Handsome? Uh, I watched, so one of the other ones I've watched recently over last weekend outside of the Jurassic Parts, I, I, I found it on my um, DirecTV list. I'd recorded it, you know, back in October last year. It was during the NFL season. I saw it was on. I thought, I'll, I'll have that. I must have sc- scrolled past it a million times, and then I realized I had Top Gun. Saved. Oh on my, my. On my DVR. Top Gun has not aged. Top Gun is still, you know, one of the best three, movie three best movies of all time. <laughs> and and uh, the performances in there are outstanding. Val Kilmer, uh, once again, knocks it out of the park. I've, I mean, I've probably watched the film movie. I would say fifty to seventy times, somewhere in that. He is region. dynamite. Val Kilmer is it's perfection. And Goose. And Goose is, Goose, Goose is fine. Uh, Cruz is a little bit smarmy as usual, Cruzy. but, but, um, but Val Kilmer steals the show. The me. best movie I've seen in 2015. Mm-hmm. And of course this isn't a movie released in 2015 no. necessarily. It's just one that I've watched in the calendar year. I'll tell you, it's an underrated comedy gem of the 21st century. Talladega nights. That's the funniest. I don't get this because I see. Wedding crashers on all the time, and I watch that, and I think, what am I? What this is hysterical to people. It's fine. It's, it's not. It's funny. That wedding crash is funny, but no. I'm with you. Talladega Nights. It's funnier. What's funny is the first fifteen or twenty minutes yes. of of uh, wedding crashers. After that, after that gets a little. It gets the uh, meandering, and what do I care about? The uh, this is a silly comedy, and but I'm supposed to invest in the love story. It's a, couldn't care less. The Talladega Nights is hysterical and funnier than um, I don't know about old school. Old school is pretty good, but I, you know what? I'll put Talladega. You know what? Come to think of it. I, there's, I don't need to think about it. Talladega nights is better than old school. And the other one is, uh, you know, Oh, the hangover. It's ba- uh, Talladega nights funnier than any of those. Agree. Tommy Ty, you're nodding with approval. I, uh, it's close. It's close. Old school, and I mean that's that's up there, in the annuals of, of of comedies. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I'd say I'd say it's it's up there. 
I mean, I mean it, it, it's from front really to back. Hysterical. From front to back, you're right. From front to back, there's there's not a single part in that movie where you're not laughing. Tell me, Todd, by the way, is the producer you guys want who has seen every movie in like the last fifty years, despite him being like twenty one years old. What's your favorite comedy of all time? Have you seen Ooh. The In Laws? Yeah. I- not the lame one with Michael Douglas. No, no, no. Um, You've seen favorite. the Peter Falk and Alan Arkin um, classic? Yeah, I, was, I, was a film, I was a film studies minor. So That's my favorite comedy of all time. It's the funniest movie that, uh, that I've ever seen. You're going to hate this, but uh, personally for me, Billy Madison, favorite comedy of all time. I don't hate that. Bill, okay. but I, I definitely think it's That's just me than, personally. Growing up, I, I watched that comedy more than I thought, any other. I thought that movie was certainly funnier than, uh, than um, Happy Gilmore. So, I like Happy Gilmore too. Yes, Black Tie. Uh, favorite movie I've seen, or best movie I've seen this year, as you guys know, during the you know NCAA t- championship, I went back and watched a bunch of the movies I've never seen, and uh, Godfather, by far the best movie I've seen this year. We've no done much. some good work here. Hey? We have. So yeah. We've improved. Still haven't somewhere. seen two, but I, I will get to it. Maybe this weekend I'll get to it. There you go. All right, listen. I think we can wrap it up here, and uh, you know, I think this was a this was a good companion. I think it was fun. I, here's what I would say: is to everyone who is still with us, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I also think again, it's holiday weekend. You're hanging around yeah. doing your chores, you know, getting some barbecue done. Like, yeah, just just play this in the background. You didn't have to talk hardcore football. There'll be when we come back, we'll be refreshed Ooh. from a couple of days off, and it will legitimately be time to start really shaping things up and getting focused. In. Well, it's July. Right. It's training training camp's a couple weeks away. Don't hurry us along with the Yub Nub song. All right. Once I hear it, I get drunk with excitement and promise of good times. Enjoy Independence Day. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on in the meantime. Thanks so much, football fans. It's nice to have it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.